Hello and welcome to another Talking Tropes Mini. I'm David. And I'm Hannah. Uh, today we're looking at uh, just doing a quick little recap of the latest Pixar venture, Luca, which has been getting some buzz and uh, mostly regarding the possibility as tantalizing as it has always been of is Disney going to have a canonically gay protagonist or a canonically gay relationship on screen? Only in the Owl House. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah. I guess they've been more willing to venture into those things on television. Uh, The Disney Plus original series, High School Musical, the musical the series has... Uh, a queer protagonist in it, um, but yeah, there's there's always been this underlying conservatism to Disney as a company because they're trying to appeal to the widest possible audience, and what that used to mean was appealing to conservatives in America, and now it means appealing to conservatives in Russia, the Ukraine, China, other various countries uh, that have. Uh, it, a a fear of of the queer, the homophobia. <laughs> right. Um, but I mean, also, they don't want to alienate the conservative Americans either. You know, they want their money just as much as anyone. No, I, I know. But I think that they've I, I think that they've sort of in, in, in what I'm seeing in the way that they censor the films for other audiences outside of america Uh and then they specifically try to appeal to lgbt activist groups within america and Mm -hmm. have gay days at the parks and you know other things like that you know have pride related marketing uh that sort of says to me that they're trying to sort of have it both ways yes absolutely they want everyone's money is the real answer (laughs) but that just makes me think that you know a lot of their unwillingness to have it be have these things be central to the plot uh or that they can't sell it in other countries but you could be very right and they could also just be very interested in maintaining the the christian youth's uh money yeah yeah they they just want everyone to bring their kids to disney world and to uh you know spend their money as much as possible see every movie buy every bit of merchandise uh the the whole shebang but enough cynicism let's let's talk about luca let's talk about this film david right luca is a film about a a friendship that blooms between two half man half fish people in a uh, an Italian port town mm-hmm. called Portoroso, yeah. and they befriend a human girl and mm-hmm. go on a race to yep. win a Vespa. They do because Vespa is freedom. So, like that would be a really boring, probably terrible movie if that was what it was about. But it's in fact about a young queer coming of age story uh and a a budding uh romance between two uh adolescent boys yeah yeah um i don't know what it is about italy but apparently it just makes everyone very gay right (laughs) between this and call me by your name i thought it was supposed Uh, to be gay paris not gay 
Italy. It's uh, gay Italy now. Yeah, I I think this movie, uh, you know, it hits all the right notes in a way that I feel like it's hard for me to find a movie that does these days, you know? Right. I think a lot of people have been saying that it's, it relies on simplicity, whereas mm-hmm. Pixar films have been getting increasingly complex. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think Soul may have even been like the peak of that. Just like uh-huh. there's a lot of world building to be done in there's the the before you're a human being and then there's how the world of spirits and meditation work and then there's after you die where does your soul go right and all these things and like what makes a person a person and it all gets very heady and metaphysical and then you look at like coco also dealing with just these like heavy concepts of life and death and and then it's i think people are sort of refreshed by the fact that pixar is sort of taking a page out of you know, Studio Ghibli, uh, Hayao Miyazaki. It feels very, very Studio Ghibli, very Miyazaki. I'm certainly not the first person to make that comparison, and, and yeah. it's been listed in the director's sort of inspiration, uh, and it's why they didn't go for hyper-realistic textures on the water. You know, they mm-hmm. went for something a little more painterly, and it's why the mouths don't look as much like, you know, typical Pixar realistic mouths and they look more like, you know, cartoony, uh, yeah. Cal Art style mouths. Uh, <laughs> if, if anyone was lamenting the overabundance of Cal Art style and animation uh, on television, this <laughs> might not be your favorite film because it definitely has that sort of big round bean shaped head uh, <laughs> and then big round bean shaped mouth and then skinny yeah. arms uh, yeah. aesthetic. <laughs> it, it certainly does. Um, but I, I do, I like the character design, you know, yeah. it's, it's certainly simple, but you know, good silhouettes, you definitely are going to be able to recognize these characters right. out and about. And the, I think part of that is the design constraint of you need to be able to recognize most of these characters with scales and blue fins, uh, and then with norm, uh, with Caucasian skin and hair. Right. Looking like humans. Looking like Italians, specifically. Italians, yes. Specifically. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I, I also, um, you know, in the end credits, they had sort of the, like, 2D drawn um, sort of, like, sketches of life after the movie as it continues on. Sure. Um, and you can see like the inspiration taken from these original like 2d kind of like designs and where they ended up with the 3d models it almost makes you think uh that you know whereas disney was traditionally known for their 2d animation and then pixar really introduced them to cgi and try and kind of force them into a corner where they in order to compete they had to switch to entirely cgi production yeah um Maybe we could even see technology moving to a point where you have digital in-betweens, but hand-drawn keyframes. I don't, I don't know. Uh, probably not. I mean, there's definitely, there's definitely been a lot of work done. Um, I know from just like various anime 
the sort of merging of the 2D and the 3D and the way that that's handled. Oh, sure. I mean, yeah, Toon Boom and, you know, all these uh, different uh, apps. I think people, a lot of people use Toonrific. I may be making that up. Um, But that's, uh, yeah, it's a big thing trying to make pipelines that, that work for animation production uh using computers working remotely outsourcing things to different countries um but uh disney likes to keep everything in house so for sure yes uh, except for on on their tv shows of course which are all 2d and are all animated in korea yeah Uh, um so i mean just like story beat wise i feel like like, this movie felt very satisfying in all of its beats, you know? Like like you said, it's not particularly overcomplicated in either world building or, like, story structure. It was refreshing. Like, it felt satisfying. And it was, like, an hour and 25 minutes, you know? Like, it's pretty short, uh, especially for movies these days. And it was great. I didn't think it needed to be a minute longer, a minute shorter. Like, right. I mean, uh, with simplicity comes focus. With focus yeah. comes clarity. With clarity, become you know, comes character, plot, setting, all the things that matter. Yeah. Like in the first two minutes, you know what the underwater world is like, and then you right. leave it, and then you kind of never really need to go back because you just right. know that it's like boring agrarian world. <laughs> Uh, where, you know, Luca collects things like the Little Mermaid, you know. But, like... Very tropish, I... collecting the, you know, <laughs> spoons and things from the surface. But I love the idea that, you know, the movie doesn't make it like the Little Mermaid, where he has a whole secret grotto full of human things. Um, you know, it's just, like, he happens across it and is like, that's enough to spark his curiosity. And I think that's fine, you know? Like it doesn't need to be a grotto. Yeah, I don't. I don't see it as significantly different. Like I think it still falls into that trope of person who's obsessed with humany things, <laughs> uh, non-human person who's I guess. obsessed with ben- benign, mundane objects. Sure. Um, and then they, you know, he he meets uh, Alberto, his, his bestie Alberto. Um, they were roommates <laughs> um, and uh, they, you know, they build a little Vespa together. It's like a symbol of their freedom. Yeah. It's a symbol of crossing boundaries, I mean, the whole boundaries movie... that might be like a restrictive heteronormative <laughs> society of underwater folk. Right, right. I mean, you know, the, the whole movie really rests on sort of the chemistry and relationship between these two kids uh, and they do a fantastic job. Uh, like, yeah, I think so. I, it's it's great. They have chemistry. I love the way they're written. Um, you know, it's it's definitely again simple. Uh, you you have the sort of shyer, bookish, quote unquote, good kid, and kind That's of the funny. rebellious, like confident, but maybe falsely so, uh, wild child. Yeah. And the worlds collide. His false confidence, you know, a, a coping mechanism for dealing with the fact that his family has left him, yeah. sort of abandoned him, and said, you're better off on your own. Uh, and so his only family is Luca, right. and so he feels a sort of controlling attachment. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, uh, you know, complexity to their relationship. Sure. In, like, yes, like, uh, Alberto is the one who introduces Luca to the surface, 
but Luca ends up, is the you know catalyst to bring him to the city, mm-hmm. and you know they're they're sort of inspiring each other right. to try new things and and cha- and you know challenge the status quo that they're presented with. Right. Um, what do you think about like the lowest point in the movie? You know, the big dramatic like breaking up of this pair. Do you think that that's earned, or do you think uh, it could be better, or what? Um. Yeah, no, I think they plant the seeds well, honestly. Like, so when Julia, the redheaded girl, is sort of introduced uh, into the plot of the movie, defending them from the local town bully who she also dislikes, (laughs) um, who, you know, he's just a delightful asshole to hate, you know? Um, yeah. the the stuck up rich kid who wins the the town race every year and whatnot um you know even from from jump you know uh luca is much more interested in the knowledge that she has to offer and the expertise that she has while alberto is kind of like no 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 no, no. who needs her we can do this on our own um and that You know, even from the very first moments where, you know, he's called away to help uh, Julia's dad with uh, some fishing nets. And so the two of them are left alone. And we see from jump, like, he feels weird about that. He feels uneasy. His only connection, his only friend is Luca. And he's terrified of of losing that connection. Right. But then um, the idea of hiding your identity and then purposely othering someone else in order to protect your own security in hiding your identity. Yeah. Uh, Which, you know, if we were to take the director at their word, that's more about, I guess, hiding your national origin, maybe. You know, the fact that you're an outsider or perhaps your class or something. But I think that the metaphor really doesn't work unless it's specifically (laughs) hiding the fact that you are fundamentally different from the people around you right. so it, it, it in a way that you can hide and and that can be revealed as a secret mm-hmm. and so i think that has to be queerness so basically uh alberto outs himself but luca you know shuns him for it and and uh st- remains in the closet yeah so what what do you think of the fallout of that but for not much longer <laughs> um though sure. though you're absolutely right well, because Julia just figures it out. Because, yeah. again, like, they're cutting through the sort of, you know, played out, um, you know, plot beats that would require extra filling out, right. you know. We don't have multiple, like, going up on the surface and then being punished by the parent scenes. It's just, like, one and then he's, like, done. Yeah. And there's not, like a bunch of different trials that they have to get through in order to ingratiate themselves to Julia. Julia's just like, okay, I like you, you know, come stay with yeah. me. Like they're cutting through a lot of those plot messiness yeah. things. For sure. Like, it's obviously not like fun to watch. It's uncomfortable and sad. And like Alberto's um, like clear hurt and betrayal in the moment is like definitely painful, but I, I don't know. Like I didn't have a, a problem with it like it it made sense no. from a character level i think uh that no like, i think it, that's I think how it did. luca would would respond um have you seen people criticizing that no i just okay. i just thought it was one of the most important plot beats for sure so i thought we would just get straight to that <laughs> uh and you know skip over yeah 
<laughs> I wasn't trying to prompt you to hate. No, no, no. Like, that's fine. I was just generally interested if you had heard, um, like, dissenting opinions. Because I could totally see someone not liking that moment, you know, and... Thinking feeling... it's contrived or thinking that it's uh, too sappy or... I don't know what would, what would be the criticism. Uh, you know, I think having a similar reaction to Alberto, where they're like... How could Luca How could, yeah. like do, Why would this do this to him? Um, do you, can, can you, but I can, I think I can see somebody sort of going the other way and saying, um, you know, Alberto, you're just being dramatic. Dick, you know, yeah. you're you're trying to deprive this guy of an education just because you're afraid. Yeah, you know, and and then you're like kind of forcing him to give up what he's gained, right? Uh, by by revealing yourself. So I, I think that that's what makes it work. Right. Is that I can see different people being upset with the characters for different reasons. Right. Because, you know, Alberto is outing himself, but he's also trying to out Luca, which, you know, it's not cool to out people right. who aren't yourself. Right. And he's put in a difficult position yeah. and he makes an instinctual but bad decision. Right. Uh, and it's, you know. And it's, it's hard. Rough. It's rough. But I think also the way they go about... Um, Showing Resolving. the right the the mending of the relationship, I I like that as well, and I I also like the um, the sort of subtle relationship that Alberto and uh, Julia's dad kind of build throughout um, throughout the the movie, and yeah, you get the sense that everyone has complex inner lives that right. we're focusing on Luca for now, but everyone really has a story, including this older bully who. <laughs> has some kind of like all of his self-worth is contained in this race that is for children and now yeah. he's like 20 and he's still doing it <laughs> with his two um, sad yeah. little whiskers right i oh, thought uh one perfect. one week thing was the two side the two bully sidekicks yeah were, you know they're they're like token characters they're you know abused and then they reject the bad guy at the end to show the power of kindness it's, right it's a little too cliche whereas there's a lot of tropes in this film but but those two characters to me are just a little too cliche yeah the parents also i think don't have like quite enough depth or complexity to them i would agree but they're just sort of fearful parents right but they're also just not in the movie enough for well, me they, to like they're in it a lot for well, what role they serve in the actual plot, going around doing antics and yes. splashing water on people. Yeah. Uh, and it takes up screen time in a very short film. So I would have liked to see them flesh them out a little bit more. And even the performances, I think, you know, my Rudolph is, you know, passable and Jim Gaffigan is less <laughs> Jim passable. Gaff I don't know. He's just <laughs> Jim Gaffigan. <laughs> right. Well, I guess. Um, but, you know, it doesn't compare to like Sasha Baron Cohen as their weird deep sea uncle who, you know, gives a memorable performance. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But I also don't think they're given, you know, a lot to work with. Like, I don't know how much, how right. scripted it was versus non-scripted, but, um, you know, they're, they, I agree. They're just worried parents. Yeah. Um, but, but sometimes that's all a story needs is some worried parents. Right. And for the parents to not be worried at the end and to let their kid go to school. <laughs> right. 
Uh, I just wanted to mention a couple just little observations, things that aren't of much importance. The use of language is strange and inconsistent. So strange. Uh, it's it's sort of like they could have gone the route of, you know, <laughs> one on one side of the water, everyone speaks English, and on the other side, everyone speaks Italian. But then for children who cannot read subtitles, you are alienating half your audience. They could have done something where, like, they would switch which languages they're speaking in different places. Yeah. But they went with, I guess, sort of like, these two cultures share a root language, but certain phrases have evolved. They're not, they don't, like, say that. But right. I'm just saying, like, that if probably was a discussion somewhere in the writer's room. Right. And I'd be I'd be interested to, like, hear them talk about how that negotiation went on, why they don't know the word idiota, but they right. know the word you know vespa well i guess they learned vespa but they know they know all the other english right or italian words i guess yeah yeah um they also do like (laughs) very strange things with i think they're kind of cute but like i don't know is this offense i know it was made by an italian man (laughs) yes but like yeah like just to this little girl going around and saying, Santo mozzarella. Santo <laughs> like, like, it's just like, is that not offensive? Well, I, I don't be? know. I think it's just supposed to be like a quirk of this character. I uh, guess. Just because you can't have her say Santa Maria, because that's a little too religious. That, oh, that's too sa- sacrilegious, I see, I, I see. It's not sacrilegious at all. It's just, it's too specific. You know, you want this to be sort of secular and marketable to, to yeah, anybody. But they, I mean, they have a bishop who's, like, running I've the race. I've missed the bishop character. He's the guy in the black. He, well, maybe not a bishop, but, like, clearly some clergy member, you know? <laughs> uh, and, and I don't know. This is the company that made freaking Hunchback of Notre Dame. Like, it's right. not like Well, they... we know how that went as far as marketability. So <laughs> I'm just saying. Um but yeah, I think that those kind of quirks are, are interesting. Um, Silencio Bruno yeah. is an interesting sort of coined phrase that I think people are going to yeah. remember, especially love, kids who grow up with this. Love Silencio Bruno. That's very good. I was I was expecting Bruno to be like right. his, dad his dad or, or something. something, but it's it's or literally... his brother who died of oh my Vespa accident. <laughs> <laughs> but that would be very dark. Um, yeah, no, it was nothing so dark. Um, no, it was I just think... like Mr. Mister Angry or Mr. Fearful like yeah. would be too on the nose. So they went with Bruno. Yeah, it was delightful. And I cried at the end when, when Luca goes to school. I yeah, I, I think it's a nice it's a nice little film. And I think that uh, the fact that it's, you know, two gay, very, very young people like the idea of queerness as being more threatening when it's about children or Mm -hmm. marketed towards children which is why disney has gotten away with more in their adult centric media than than they have in children centric media very slightly more but more um so i think i guess i don't really have a conclusion on on that point (laughs) i mean the fact that it is like very clearly these two like it's the sort of thing where very clearly they're two gay little boys but like if you don't want to look for that you could like get away with not seeing it you know right it's like on the one hand it's a more dangerous thing if you were to 
portray it overtly. Like, if they, you know, kissed at the end or something, right. then you would really get a lot of, like, anger and vitriol from a, a very fearful right that is always talking about shielding the children right. from this type of content. Right. But because of that, people are fearful of saying that it's, you know, demonstrably, factually gay. Right. And they can say, weasel it out and be like, sometimes kids are just like that, you know? They don't right, even like, know what gay is. It's close male friendships. And it's like, guys, <laughs> sure, it can be a close male friendship. That's fine. Love a close male friendship. Also... It's okay if they're gay, though, too. Like, yeah. it doesn't invalidate. And, like, all the references to, like, these older women who are just quietly, like, yeah, we're sea monsters on the surface. And yeah. We go back and forth all the time. Like It's all the cool butch lesbians. Right. I mean, it's the fact that we all have a relative, even if we don't acknowledge it, mm-hmm. who crosses boundaries. Yes. Transgresses. For sure. For their time. For sure. And I think that's all I have to say. Um, what, what do you have, Hannah? Um, if I was 10 when I saw this, I would have cosplayed Julia every day of my life. <laughs> that's the only other thing I have to say. <laughs> oh, and uh, it's weird that this is only on Disney Plus and has like a very limited theatrical release. Yeah, that is very weird. Because <laughs> it's also... going to be very popular... And it will make the website more popular. But why is this okay to show only on streaming, but Raya is a theatrical release? I don't know. And premiere access only. I don't know. It's very strange. Strange Disney. Just saying. Strange. All right. Well, see you guys next week where we'll have a a longer episode for you guys. (laughs) Less of a mini. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. What were you saying? I'm so sorry. We were saying gay Italy. <laughs> gay Italy!